In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Several weeks ago, a man arrived from Liberia carrying a deadly pestilence. He subsequently died, as have untold thousands of others afflicted with the Ebola virus. A nurse who cared for him wanted to travel to the city of Cleveland to visit her mother and no doubt other family members. She was running a fever and clearly had misgivings about making the trip. However, instead of staying home as one might if they suspected they had the flu, she called the Centers for Disease Control. They told her to go ahead and fly to her mother's. She did, and she had Ebola. Once this was discovered, the CDC announced that she should not have made the trip. This is called closing the barn door after the horse has left. Shortly after this, a physician who had been treating Ebola patients in Sierra Leone returned home to New York City, America's most populous urban area. There he rode the subways and reportedly went bowling. We can be fairly certain he ate out with his friends. He had Ebola. Subsequently, Casey Hickox returned from Sierra Leone, a nurse she had been caring for people afflicted with Ebola. Governors, now fearful of the spread of this epidemic disease in the US, tried to quarantine her. She fought tooth and nail, went to every media outlet possible to protest, and finally found a judge who released her from quarantine so she could terrorize, and she did, her neighbors in the small main village where she lives. All those I've just mentioned are clearly intelligent people after the manner in which we determine intelligence. Nurses, doctors, the PhDs and MDs and MD-PhDs at the CDC, and at last but not least, a judge. Yet despite intelligence and high levels of education, obviously something critically important has been missing. If you've been exposed to a deadly infectious disease that's claimed numberless victims, and you're running a fever to boot, do you go visit your nearest and dearest? Really? If you are a physician who has been exposed to this disease, do you go ride crowded public transportation and go out bowling with your friends? I submit that the wise and prudent thing to do would be to stay home. What has been missing in all this is wisdom. Wisdom is not the same thing as intelligence as the modern world conceives it. Modernity believes in nothing except those things which can be measured. That's its fatal weakness. Sometimes I say it believes only in things that are being weighed and measured, but weighing is, of course, a form of measurement. 
Therefore, we have quantified intelligence. We assign it a number, in other words. This is exactly what the IQ test does. But the word intelligence comes directly from the Latin word intellegra, which means to understand. I've pointed this out before maybe several times, and perhaps you've been among those who have heard me do this, but truth can never be repeated often enough. In any case, understanding, understanding is a quality of the mind, not a quantity. Understanding cannot be quantified. We know for a fact that there are people with remarkably high IQs and perhaps post-doctorates to boot if we went in search of them who do not understand that it's wrong to lie, cheat, and steal. That's a simple fact and we all know it's true. At the same time, there are all those of supposed below-average intelligence who understand very well that these things are wrong. Intelligence and education can provide us with many things, and it does, but wisdom is not one of them. We Christians used to know this, but I fear that this knowledge is fading. Arsenius was a Roman of senatorial rank who had been appointed by the Emperor Theodosius I as tutor to the princes Arcadius and Honorius. By the way, it sounds like a fairy tale, doesn't it? But it's not. This is historical fact. In 394 AD, Arsenius left the imperial palace, traveled to Egypt, the birthplace of Christian monasticism, and sought the guidance of Abba John the Dwarf, one of my favorite people among those first Christian monks who came to be known collectively as the Desert Fathers. And their sayings are the seed from which all Christian monasticism and contemplative life grows. And their sayings are collected. And among them, we find this attributed to Arsenius. One day, Abba Arsenius consulted an old Egyptian monk about his own thoughts. Someone noticed this and said to him, Abba Arsenius, how is it that you, with such a good Latin and Greek education, Remember, this was a tutor to princes who lived in the imperial palace. How was it that you, with such a good Latin and Greek education, ask this peasant about your thoughts? Arsenius replied, I have indeed been taught Latin and Greek, but I do not know even the alphabet of this peasant. Last Saturday, Dorothy, my wife, for those of you who don't know her, handed me an article from the newspaper about St. Catherine College, a new liberal arts college founded in 2010 by physician and scientist Dr. Frank Papatheophanis. 
It's in San Marcos, by the way, and I intend to visit at, uh, I guess I would say, the, my earliest opportunity. The curriculum blends arts and science. According to the article, the founder and president has been a faculty member at UC San Diego School of Medicine and has worked in everything from radiology to public health. In an interview about the school he founded, he said, I have been fortunate to learn and teach at acclaimed research universities like UCSD, Johns Hopkins, and the University of Illinois. Inquiry and research were critical to what I did at those institutions. However, one comes to a point where inquiry without meaning is hollow. As a Christian, I know that the mind was important to my identity. I started the college around the motto, inquiry seeking wisdom. Wisdom is defined here as Christ. Our desire is to create a community of learners and teachers who passionately pursue their studies, but do so to grow in their love of the Lord. You may note that this noted scientist has did not find his scientific education and all his scientific research to be an obstacle to his faith in the most holy and blessed trinity. Dr. Papathalfanis understands that wisdom is a gift of God, as we heard in the reading from the Wisdom of Solomon. And Jesus Christ is wisdom incarnate. That's what the Christmas story of the visit of the wise men is all about. St. Paul prays that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give us a spirit of wisdom, by which he means the spirit of Jesus Christ. God, he tells us, is the source of our life in Christ Jesus, whom God has made our wisdom. Wisdom is a gift of God and leads us back to God. And it reveals truth, goodness, and meaning. Today's parable of the wise and foolish virgins, and by the way, they will always be for me the wise and foolish virgins because I grew up reading the King James Version. In any event, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins calls our attention to this salient truth. What distinguishes the wise maidens from the foolish maidens? The wise virgins listen to the bridegroom who is himself the source of all wisdom. The foolish are busy doing something else. Christ referred to himself as the bridegroom, and the apostles subsequently spoke of the church as his bride. We've waited 2,000 years for his appearing, and like the foolish virgins are tempted to forget that he has promised to come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. Even though we are reminded of this every Sunday when we recite the Creed. Abba Arsenius and Dr. Papa Theophanes both point beyond themselves, knowing that all their intellect and all their education is inadequate if it does not lead them to the source of wisdom. 
They point beyond themselves to the bridegroom and his words. And this is the God-given task and mission of the church. The psalmist tells us that the fool said in his heart, there is no God. Folly begins with the denial of God. And Proverbs tells us that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. It's a grand thing to be smart, and it's a wonderful thing to be educated. But given the choice, it's a much, much greater thing to be wise. But we only know that when we, like the wise virgins, turn to the bridegroom and listen to him. Amen.